What is going on, friends? Thank you for joining us for the New Vision Podcast. We here at New Vision believe that the gospel transforms lives. So we're going to take an opportunity to open up God's word and see what he has to say so that we can take the best next step to become more like Jesus. What is going on, everybody? Nick Person. I get the privilege of being one of the pastors here at New Vision, and I am so thankful that you have joined us as we have continued on this journey through the book of Mark. And if you are a part of New Vision on a regular basis, you know we have been walking through the book of Mark on Sunday mornings and Thursday nights at our services. And if you are new to the podcast, we are so glad that you are here. You can go back and listen to some of the previous ones to catch up, but we are glad that you are here today. Today, I get the privilege of reading Mark chapter 8, verses 22 through 38. And I'm going to do this a little differently than I normally do it. I am going to read, but I'm also going to pause as we read and just pull out some truths and some things that stand out to me. And hopefully, you will be challenged by them as well. But the goal is for us to look more like Jesus as we walk today. Um, where we're going to pick up in Mark chapter 8 verse 22, what we have previously seen is that Jesus has just fed the 4,000. He's reminding his followers that, hey, easy about what you listen to, easy about what you lean into, because if you listen to the wrong thing, it has a way of impacting you in a way that's not for the better, but for the worse. And he was specifically talking about the Pharisees and the Sadducees and some of their teachings. And so as we pick up in verse 22, we're going to see that Jesus is continuing to do only what Jesus can do, continue to reveal who his father is, and also not only do healing, but also really reveal that physical healing is just a glimpse of the spiritual healing. And so here we go. Verse number 22, I'll be reading out of the NIV and we're going Mark 8. Verse 22 through 38. And so if yours reads a little different than mine, it's just because we're probably reading a different translation. So let's go. They came to Bethsaida, talking about Jesus and his disciples. And some people brought a blind man and begged Jesus to touch him. He took the blind man by the hand and led him outside the village. When he had spit on the man's eyes and put his hands on him, Jesus asked, do you see anything? Let's pause right here. So for one, if you have been around, you've heard this talk or you've kind of been aware that if someone was unclean, they had an illness or something like that, they were unclean. And so if you were to touch them, then you would become unclean as well. So I love the fact that Jesus is showing that you cannot make the king unclean, right? That he is the Messiah. He is the ultimate healing. He is the one who brings cleanliness and you can't take away from his and so he i love the fact that he is touching these people with illnesses that were deemed unclean and you have to know this was driving the pharisees and sadducees crazy what is this guy doing what is this rabbi doing he is not following the rules that he should be following rabbis don't touch sick people but here's the thing the messiah does and so he takes this guy by the hand takes him outside of the city and knows what he does it's kind of nasty when he had spit on the man's eyes and put his hands on him. Jesus asked, do you see anything? So not only is he touching the man, now he is spitting on the man's eyes. He's, he's doing this and he would heal people in different ways, right? Using different methods. But here he is using spit because he will use whatever he's got to heal us. And so I love the fact that Jesus is pulling an audible here and doing something that most have deemed unclean to bring about the conclusion that he had in mind. And he asked this man, do you see anything? Let's keep reading verse number 24. He looked up and said, 
I see people, they look like trees walking around. Once more, Jesus put his hands on the man's eyes. Then his eyes were opened, his sight was restored, and he saw everything clearly. Jesus sent him home, saying, don't even go into the village. Here's what I noticed. This healing is a process. We talk a lot about this journey with Jesus is a process, but we see right here in this healing, it was a process. So Jesus spit, then he put the spit on his eyes, then he asked the man a question, the man's vision hadn't fully come back, and then he again put his hands on the man's eyes, and then he was restored. And so hear me, don't give up in the middle of the process. The Lord is not through. As long as you have breath in your lungs, the Lord is not through with you and through you. And so don't lose hope just because the process hasn't come to completion. And so as you walk today, as you think about the things that are not complete, the things that you want to see, the things that you want God to sure up and finish up, Know that it is a process. Do not give up in the middle of the process. Take heart. Keep walking. Keep fixing your eyes. and You can trust the king. Verse 27, transition. Jesus said, Jesus and his disciples went on to the villages around Caesarea Philippi. On the way, he asked them, who do people say that I am? This is what I like to call a very, very loaded question who do people say that i am they replied some say john the baptist others say elijah and still others one of the prophets verse 29 this is a pinnacle moment but what about you he asked who do you say i am let me pause right here this is a great question for all of us who do we say that jesus is who are we saying Jesus is? Who do we view Jesus as? Is he just an addition to our lives? Is he just someone that we go to when we need? Or is he the king on the throne of our lives? How do you view Jesus? What position have you given him in your life? I was talking to some of my small group last night and talking about why is it that we paint Jesus in our image instead of vice versa? Because we're supposed to bear his image, but yet we'll view him through our lens and through the way we want to see him. And so a lot of times it's because if we can view Jesus um, in the way we want to see him, it, it's a little bit more convenient. Um, instead of him being king, he's just an addition. Uh, he's a part of our lives and not the total part of our lives. We can put him in our pocket or in a box that we ever see fit. And it makes Jesus a little bit easier to navigate when we view him as smaller than he is. And so what Jesus is saying to his disciples, and it also resonates with us now, is who do you say that I am? Not just with your words, but with your life. Who do you say that I am? And Peter answered, you are the Messiah. Jesus warned them not to tell anyone about him. This is odd because you're going, why are they, he continuing to tell people not to tell? Because the faster the word spreads, the more that these Sadducees and Pharisees are going to close in on him to kill him. And he is still finishing the work that his father laid out for him to do. But Peter, in the moment of clarity, in the moment of just true vulnerability, goes, you are the Messiah. You are the one that was prophesied. You are the one that we've heard about. You are the one that we've read about. And here's what's interesting. Even though in this moment, Peter gets his answer right, 
we're going to see as we continue to walk towards the cross is that Peter's going to waver in this resolution. He's going to waver in his resolve. He's going to waver in really this testimony that he speaks about Jesus because life is going to happen and his resolve is going to become more unsure. But later on, we're going to see that the Lord's going to restore him and he, God's going to use him in a great, great way to build his church. But right now he gets it right. And that's us sometimes, right? There are moments where we have clarity and we see clearly for, see, see Jesus clearly for who he is. But yeah, there are other moments where life or whatever, a storm, a valley, maybe puts a bit of a cloud over how we see the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. But I love the fact that in this moment, he goes, yes, Peter, you're right. And Peter goes, this is who you are. Let's keep going. Verse 31. He then began to teach them that the Son of Man must suffer many things and be rejected by the elders, the chief priests, and the teachers of the law, and that he must be killed. And after three days, rise again. He spoke plainly about this. And Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. So here's what's interesting, everybody. Peter gives the correct answer as to who Jesus is. And here's, some, here's something that's true for all of us. Sometimes we may be speaking the truth with our lives, but we're not, I mean, let me say it again. Sometimes we speak the truth with our mouth, but don't walk it out in our lives. It's kind of what Peter is doing because Jesus right now is just affirming what Peter said. And it says, Peter took him outside and began to rebuke him. I get it. Peter doesn't want Jesus to have to die. He doesn't want him to go be beaten and suffer and do all the things. But he's missing it. Verse number 33. But when Jesus turned and looked at his disciples, he rebuked Peter. Get behind me, Satan. That's strong. I mean, Jesus is coming in strong, coming in hot with Peter. Hey, Peter, do not stand in the way of what I need to do. In the way that the enemy is trying to throw off the plans of my father, you are standing in the way of what I need to do. Get behind me, Satan, he said. You do not have in mind the concerns of God, but merely human concerns. Hey, Peter, you are just concerned about the inconvenience that this is going to cause for you as me being your rabbi and your friend but you're not thinking about it from the perspective of my father. Here's, here's something that's true, everyone. We have to have a kingdom perspective and not a selfish perspective. We, are, we have a, all have a bend towards being selfish, but God is calling us to take a step back and to look at what's going on and to have a perspective that is reflective of his father, to see the full picture and not just part of the picture. And that's hard and that's inconvenient, but that's the invitation. Verse 34. Then he called the crowd to him along with his disciples and said, Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. For whoever wants to save their life will lose it. But whoever loses their life for me and for the gospel will save it. What good is it for someone to gain the whole world yet forfeit their soul? Or what can anyone give in exchange for their soul? If anyone is ashamed of me and my words in this adulterous and sinful generation, the Son of Man will be ashamed of them when he comes in his Father's glory with the holy angels. As I hear the words of Jesus, and I'm thinking about this crowd here in the sea, they, they would have probably often seen the Roman execution of crucifixion. And so when he says this, I'm sure immediately in their minds they're going to the main roadway where they saw, you know, these these people who were persecuted, these people who were punished in their minds. And Jesus is going, hey, if you want to follow me, you have to take up that. In essence, he's saying, hey, you have to die to self for me. 
in everybody, in myself included, it is hard to die to self because a lot of times we think, well, if I die to self, then I'm going to miss out and lose out. Hear me very clearly. When we deny self and walk with the king, we never lose. We never come in second. We never come in last because the Lord has invited us to walk in his ways and we don't lose. This crowd would have wrestled with this word the same way we wrestle with it today to go, hey, it's not about me. Let's say it again. You might want to say that to yourself right now, maybe in your car or at your desk or wherever you might find yourself. Maybe you're at the gym. It is not about me. Go ahead and say that. It is not about me, but it's about the king. Not about me, but it's about the king. And he says, listen, if you live your life for you here, if you do it all for you, you don't win. You lose. And what does it forfeit a man to gain the whole world and lose his very soul? What does it profit a man to gain all the things, the riches, the fame, but yet misplace it and put more value on the things that fade away than eternal things? Don't waste this moment by trying to gain fame and wealth and all the things. Be obedient and steward well what God has given you. But remember, it's not about you. It's about the king. And the king has invited you to deny self and walk in his steps. And that's difficult. And that's something we have to be reminded of moment by moment and day by day. But today, my prayer for us is that we can do that. That we will deny self and say yes to the king. Let me say that again. That we will deny self and say yes to the king. If we do that today, I'm, I'm telling you, we will have a kingdom impact. That you might not see right now, but I promise you, you will have a kingdom impact. And we get to live for eternal things and not temporary things. Temporary fades, but eternal is forever. And it's a better way to live. So I challenge you today, live in view of the king. It's not about me. It's not about you, but it's about our king. And what a privilege it is that we have the opportunity to give off the aroma of the kingdom of God and to love like he loves and to walk in his ways. May we do that well. I hope you will join us as we continue on this journey through the book of Mark. Maybe invite a friend to listen along with you and have some great discussions about it. We look forward to seeing you back here soon. Bye, everybody. And remember, walk with the king and not for self. Thank you for joining us today for the New Vision Podcast. We hope that you have heard a word from the Lord and that you can better walk today in light of God's word. To find out more information about New Vision, we would love for you to follow us on Instagram at New Vision Life or look us up online at newvisionlife.com. And as always, we look forward to seeing you tomorrow.